Okay, welcome everyone. If I could just have your attention. We've got, uh, we're very thankful to have uh, brothers and sisters here from around the world, all the way from Ghana, Africa, and from Brazil, and, and uh, brothers locally that want to share um, inspiring messages with us. So if I could just have your attention, we'd like to begin. We have a lot of stuff, so we're counting the seconds. So please, uh, please cooperate. Um, we, yesterday in our, our class, we were talking about praying boldly, and we looked at the verse about that the gates of hell shall not prevail against, against the church. And that's an offensive statement. I mean, we're here, we're retreating, we're learning to come boldly into the presence of God. But God really has a commission. Jesus gave us the great commission, not only to come boldly into his presence, but to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, beginning at Jerusalem, in our own backyards, and even unto the ends of the world. And so we like to focus on some of the great things God is doing in our backyards and around the world and give you an opportunity to see uh, what Lord would might be calling you to do to join that, that uh, great purpose that Christ has for us. At this point, uh, I'd like to, if we can advance the next slide to um, our agenda. We're going to be looking at, as we said, at Jerusalem first, domestic missions. Uh, there's a number of them that we have. Uh, if we can go to the next slide, we see there's um, a number of efforts that are going on around our churches and just to give a spotlight on, a, on one mission that is uh, that represented here at camp, I've asked Brother Dennis to share a little update on the Pelham Park ministry. Thank you, Brother Edmund. Uh, I've been uh, asked to share a little uh, on uh, what's happening at Pelham Park. Um, I know a few of you, or quite a few of you, know that um, Pelham Park is a housing project in downtown Toronto, and... Um, the Lord has called a few of us to be involved in evangelizing and uh, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ to all who are there. Um, it has become very, um, I guess, very personal uh, for me and, and my wife and uh, our, our, even our two girls um, because it's not just a Sunday uh, 1230 Bible study anymore. Uh, some of these boys um, stay over at our place. Uh, some of these boys are involved with us on a daily basis. And so um, I've come to realize that what we oftentimes think uh, or know or assume what God's plan is for us and how to reach the lost is uh, contrary to what God's real plan is, and that's just for us to uh, be ready and uh, be willing to be used by Him. Um, we've been there for four years. Uh, we have the blessing of uh, having our business there. It's right across the street. And so we've converted one of our um, storage units into a Bible study room. And so we, we've, since the last time, I think some brothers shared at uh, camp last year, we've purchased a, a Bible van, as we call it, and we pick up the kids Sunday morning. We take them to Bible class, uh, church services, and then we come back at 1230, and those that couldn't make it in the morning, they then come to the Bible study room in, in Toronto there, and we share the, the message as well. And then we go back to church or singing whatever uh, anyone feels like doing at that point. Um, I, I do want to uh, mention we have three of the boys uh, that are here with us this year at camp. I promised I wasn't going to embarrass them. I know they'll do a good job themselves of, of that. Um, the, the three boys are um, Kyle and Lance uh, Flowers. They're twins. And Kyle Sanderson, I've asked them 
if I could, I've asked them earlier if, if I can ask them to stand up. So just so you know who they are. So we're, we're glad they're here. Don't treat them any different than you would your own kids. If they need a spanking, please be, feel free. Okay. Uh, I guess in, in closing, um, we're thankful to all, uh, even though I'm standing here, it's, this isn't a, a one-man or one-family show. There are many brothers and sisters who help, I know, financially. I want to thank you, thank Lord and you very much for that. It's not a very expensive ministry at this point, but there is food and there is, uh, you know, different expenses. We, we go on trips and so forth. So thank Lord and you very much and as well for the volunteers that come out and, and help and share. And, and especially uh, I want to thank, uh, he's not here, but Brother Dean Pauser has been a real, real blessing. He's really, uh, really put an effort and, and the kids, uh, the kids love them. So uh, thank Lord and you all, and, and just continue to pray for us that God would, uh, where, wherever he wants to take it, you know, Lord willing, and, and hopefully these, these young men and women become uh, associated with our fellowship and, and convert and give their lives to the Lord and, and are used in, in his kingdom, and as they have been freely given the gospel message, as we have as well, that they would freely pass that on to others. Thank you. Good morning. You may be wondering why Korean and I are standing up here. We're from Kitchener, which is a large church. Why are we talking about small churches? Last year at camp, if you will remember, the uh, missionary forum included uh, a presentation, a call really to help revitalize small churches, and there was a challenge for those that are from larger churches to uh, pray about doing that. During that forum, Karina and I were very convicted last year and wondering how do we fit into that need, into that call. That same theme was... um, repeated again during the brothers' meeting that fall. And as I was praying about, is this a call for us? How do we fit into that? Um, sometime after that, uh, the Lord provided an opportunity to do that. He terminated me uh, permanently from my job due to the economic downturn. And so then that opened up an opportunity for our family to do a short-term trip. And that's what we did in Coconut Creek. We went there, there in May, and uh, we've been there And we just came there from now uh, to camp from there, although we were home for two Sundays in the meantime. And uh, so our purpose to go down there basically was to help them as a small church. Uh, During the summer months especially, it's only uh, Brother Bob Freund uh, Jr. is there as the preacher. Um, So we went down there to help. Uh, I was involved in the preaching and the teaching and the prayer ministries. Uh, Karina helped in the Sunday school as well as uh, in the music uh, capacity, along with our girls singing special numbers. Um, as well as personal encouragement visits. Um, As well, during that time, uh, there was some various maintenance work to be done uh, on the building, uh, which I also helped with. Dan wanted me to share just a little bit about um, how this impacted our family. Um, Those of you that are families and are looking at us saying, how could you do that? (laughs) You had to take your kids along, and how does that impact them? Yeah, it does. It wasn't just his ministry. It was our whole family's ministry. Um, For some families, counting the cost would mean, when can we do this? It would only be in summer holidays that you'd be able to do something like this if you had an opportunity from your job to do it because they're in school. We homeschool. That gives us a bit of a broader opportunity. Um, But there were costs. There was initial excitement on some parts for some of our kids. Wow, we get to be in Florida for, like, a huge vacation. This is great. Um, There were also some tears Uh, We don't want to sugarcoat it and say it was a totally easy decision to make. Um, There was cost to be counted. We're from a large church, a lot of activities, a lot of friends. 
we were going to be away from all of that for an extended time. Um, but we really felt this is what the Lord was calling us to and encouraged them to just slide with us on this and work with us and, and trust us. We're your parents. The Lord has called us to do this. Um, but the Lord filled in those gaps that they felt they were going to have because he surprised us with joy, as C.S. Lewis said. Um, we made a lot of new friendships, and even our girls discovered that you don't have to have your own age group and your own peers to fit in and to have friends. They got to become friends with um, Rob and Julie, who are in their 20s, and loved it. They got to be friends with the Kinkle sisters, who are in their 80s and 90s, with Werner Leimgruber, who's in his 90s, um, with Jim and Marjorie, who are in their 60s. They just loved it. They soaked in all the attention. So there are blessings to be had from that. Uh, it also grew our family identity and closeness. We were in a small condo for six weeks, five of us, three girls having to share a room, something they don't do at home. Um, had its tense moments, but really built our family identity and closeness. It's, um, it's a real blessing. So we want to encourage other families to consider this in the future for themselves. We were treated real special, and we certainly appreciate uh, the special treatment we got and the accommodations that were provided. I just want to close with a a sad note. There's a sad statistic that maybe we haven't really thought about. I talked to Jimmy Hodges yesterday to make sure we get the numbers right. But since 1992, Jimmy Hodges tells me that there have been seven churches in the Apostolic Christian Church buildings that have been closed down and sold. Actually, eight churches that have not been in operation. Just one building hasn't been sold yet. Um, that's, that's a downward trend. Which church will be next? Luke 10, verse 2. Jesus said, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. This is one area of the harvest. To continue this type of discussion, um, we've got uh, a focus group discussion taking place in University Commons, room 173 at 3.15 tomorrow. And so this is an invitation for people who are from small churches that um, want to have an opportunity to voice um, their needs and to share them with those that are going to come and listen. And it's basically going to be a small group discussion of whoever is there, as well as those who are from larger churches whom the Lord might be putting uh, a burden on your heart or a call, wondering Uh, maybe there is a way that you can help. Um, Come and be there, and uh, we will discuss uh, what the Lord has on our hearts, on your hearts, um, as well as call on the Lord together to send laborers into his harvest. Our family was privileged to have an opportunity to go to Paraguay uh, since I was also laid off work, and we were there for a month, and uh, we uh, took our three boys with us, uh, which was also a challenge, and we also had the blessing of a sister from our church in Kitchener, Nancy Pauser, to come with us and help us as well. Martha's just going to share a little bit, and then we're going to roll a, a, a music slideshow. Um, basically, one of the reasons why we went down is because Brother Jason Jacobs from Richmond, Virginia, needed to come back to the States for about a week at the end of April. And he was told he was allowed to go if he had a replacement. So I was so excited to be able to get back in the classroom again and teach, and I was petrified because I realized how little my Spanish worked. (laughs) 
Um, it was exciting to be in there. Nancy and I spent the first week together, just the two of us in the elementary school classrooms. And then there was a situation where the, the high school English teacher needed to leave and they needed somebody to fill in. So Nancy went up to the high school classes and I was in with the elementary kids by myself. And it was a lot of fun to go in there and try to communicate with the kids that are learning English. And we were trying to learn Spanish at the same time. And it was, it was a challenge and it was a blessing to just be able to not just teach them English, but to show them that God loves them. And God can love them through people that don't even know them. So we really enjoyed that. The kids loved being in the classes there. They went to the kindergarten and preschool classes and were just dumped into Spanish immersion immediately. And they did great. They learned all the important words like don't touch and sit down and be quiet and come back. And, and they, they loved it too. So it was a real thrill to be able to be there. And um, they are still looking for somebody to come fill Jason's spot for next year, 2010. It's a year's commitment, but if you ask anybody who's ever done it, they will tell you that it is well worth that year to go down and be the English teacher for the school. Thanks, Eddie. So we're going to roll the slideshow with music in the background. With an infant world and an open sky on a perfect day. Breath from the mouth of God sends a quiver through. His design of clay, and it is good, and it is good. Tell me the story again, tell me the story again, tell me the story
just love you, Daddy. One, two, three, go. All my life I've heard him say, Jesus loves you. I dropped down on my knees to pray, Jesus loves you. I asked him to come into me, Jesus loves you. Through him it gives eternity, Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. For the Bible tells us so. You need to look inside yourself. Jesus loves you. You can't take with you all your wealth. Jesus loves you. He will give to you an inner strength. Jesus loves you. You walked on water, but you will sink. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. Jesus loves you. Sitting, yes, he does. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. For the Bible tells us so. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. Jesus. We have one more slide, uh, and then we'll bring up the Ghana presentation. These are some of the uh, needs for Paraguay. Flip one back there. They're certainly asking for us to keep praying for them, for wisdom, for the school administration. They've got ongoing needs uh, for finances. Uh, They want to expand uh, the cafeteria and also expand classrooms. Uh, And as was mentioned before, uh, there's always need for short-term teams, uh, whether it's uh, you know, helping with the English or uh, building classrooms and the cafeteria. We're thankful that there was a, a team that just went there uh, in the last week or so and has now come back. And uh, they are looking for a school teacher in uh, 2010 to relieve Jason uh, next year for a minimum one-year commitment. Uh, so please be in prayer for that. And uh, really consider, is God calling you to help out somewhere in one of our missions. Uh, certainly Paraguay is one of the places where we can go. Hello, I'm Bethany Villalba, for those of you who don't know me, and I'm serving as a missionary at CLM in Brazil. Um, CLM is a mission that was started many years ago. It has two children ho- children's homes now, one that was founded in 1973, originally with only girls, and then over the years, boys were added as well. And now we have a second one in the town of Turvo, which is now our away, which was dedicated in 2006. Each of the homes has a capacity for 35 children. The, the building has capacity for that. Um, the homes are staffed by missionaries, and there are some Brazilians from within the country, and also foreigners, Americans, Canadians, and Hungarians. The next slides show some of the missionaries. Mary Gibson, who's the director, she's from the U.S. Victoria Fulop from Hungary. The Lobo family, who are Brazilians. Mike and Mary Cochran, who are from the U.S. Megan, who is Bauman. Da Cruz Oliveira from Canada. And Jake and Amanda Teeter, who are our newest missionaries who are studying Portuguese right now. And shortly, within a few months, when they pass all their tests, they'll be working with us as well at CLM. In the Turbo home, there's only this family that's taking care of all of the kids, um, Luisa and Aninha, and their daughter, Natalia, who are the, the missionaries. The other three kids help out as they're able to with their other responsibilities. It's their home, so they do whatever their, their parents need them to. The mission statement of CLM is that 
By God's power, we would be instruments of transformation and inner healing, restoring the emotional, physical, and spiritual lives of the children, developing dreams and hopes, and reestablishing life values. One of the things many of you may or may not know about the children is that they all come from situations of risk. That could be that their parents were involved in drugs and the government took the kids away, or abuse of some kind, physical, sexual. And um, in some way, they were deemed to be at risk of their lives or safety and were taken away from the parents. Or in very rare cases, they are actually orphans. But... um, so because of the experiences they have had, they need a lot of inner healing to happen. And we're asking that God would use us to be the instruments of that healing and restore their lives in every area, emotional, physical, spiritual, and that we could help them to develop dreams and hopes. That's one of the reasons that we have the CLM Plus program. Once the kids finish their high school education, they can go on to college or to some kind of a trade school, and CLM keeps in contact with them, provides the financial support they need until they become independent as well. And that is one area that CLM supports them in their continuing journey after they have graduated from high school. Some of the needs we have at CLM, I've made this brief because there are many people who are (laughs) presenting. Um, I'll be direct here. Our prayer support is very important. We need Prayer for the kids, prayer for the missionaries. Mary sends out weekly emails of the prayer needs. So if you're interested in receiving those, please contact me. Um, Also, individual missionaries, I send out updates as well. If you would be interested in receiving those, please let me know. I have put some of my prayer cards outside here in the back of the auditorium, and I can put them in the dining hall as well if you would like to take those and remember to pray for us. We need short-term missionaries that could be in the form of work teams, individuals, or couples. And you can serve for up to six months at a time by Brazilian law as a, with a tourist visa. So if you come for a very short period of time, we can't involve you as much because you're just, by the time you get used to being there, you're gone. So if you would really like to be of great help to us, it would, it's usually better to stay at least two weeks to a month so that you can get acclimated and... and help take on some of the responsibilities that the missionaries are overloaded with at the moment. Um, You can go ahead to the next slide. We do need more long-term missionaries at this point because we are very few in number. Um, Some of the specific areas that we're in need are someone to work in the area of finance and administration in the office, more people to take care of the kids all the time, just we need more eyes, ears, Hugs for the kids, everything, all the time. Um, someone in the area of car mechanics and any kind of maintenance is useful because those things, kinds of things cost money. And when things break down, we end up spending a lot of money to take care of our cars and our, our buildings. We need someone to take the place of Edit, who was here from, there from Hungary, she, she was a nurse and was coordinating all the, all the doctor's appointments and taking care of the kids' health issues. And now we're not sure how that's going to work, but we're, we're trusting God's going to do something. We do need continued monthly support for both of the homes. Um, the donations have gone down quite a bit in the last few months. We have some reserve with the missionary committee, but it's going down quickly. So if we don't get, get that back up, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but 
I'm trusting that God's going to do something once again. And contributions for construction materials for the completion of the building at Turbo. They are using only the first floor at this point. And then the second floor still needs tile work, painting, plumbing, electric work done to be finished. Some material things that can be sent to CLM. We need warm clothes. Right now it's winter down there, and we've had to see what we can do to get some used clothing down there, which is not as of good quality because we haven't had enough donations come in. Uh, Sneakers or tennis shoes, the kids also are hard on those, and if we don't get donations, they're very expensive in Brazil, and they're not good quality. So that's definitely worth it for us to receive from up here. New or nearly new items for birthday presents. As we try to provide a family environment for the kids as much as possible, we celebrate all of their birthdays, and Mary makes up nice birthday packages for them. And the items below are some of the things that she would put in those packages that are, are getting low. Um, Things like stuffed animals, fleece blankets. I know some of you from here have sent the the Thai comforters made of fleece, cut them and tie them. The kids like those, and they're good for the winter. Toys, hair accessories, lotions, and things like that. Stickers or anything else that, that kids would like in a birthday present. So if any of you have the the means, the time, and the energy, and the finances to be able to send those things to us, we greatly appreciate it. I just want to thank all of you for the past support of CLM, whether it be through prayer or finances or any other way, sending boxes down. That pray that God would rich, richly bless you for all that and, and pray that you would be listening to his spirit if he would be calling you to go down or, or to help through any of the other ways that I may have mentioned. Thank you. I wonder if you could all welcome with me uh, these two brothers from Ghana. So we say uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we have, actually both brothers' names are Prince. But uh, to avoid confusion, we've renamed uh, Prince Nardi Pete. Okay, so this is Prince Botchway and Pete Nardi. And uh, I want to invite you to, whenever you see them in the dining room or walking around the campus, maybe looking a little lost, uh, that you would... Make some time, get to know them, and uh, help them and learn about the great things that that are going on in Ghana. Uh, We have, right now, we have a a video that we're going to present, but obviously there's a lot to learn, and and that's not going to cover it. So we have a a second, uh, we have an hour slotted at um, 2 o'clock on Friday up uh, on Campus 105. So uh, please come there to, to learn more. So uh, we're going to roll the video now, and uh, Pete's going to narrate it for us. Good morning, one more time. Uh, uh, This is actually a video put together early this year, in January, when uh, the brothers from Portland visited us, Brother Rich and Sister Janice Sheet. And... uh, it speaks a little bit about the country first, and then we move on to the mission. And you find the African map there pointing to the map of Ghana. Little there. And uh, this is our streets with cars on them. 
people carrying things on their heads. People move freely on the streets. There is a lot of traffic. Ghana is actually one of the most peaceful African countries. We've been through three elections, democratic elections, and our last election was in December last year, and it was very successful. Each president has a four-year term. These are shops. You know, when I came here, I saw big shopping malls, and I was amazed. Most of our shops are very big, are very small. You know, there is a lot of traffic on the streets. And those vans you see there, we call them trotro. They are commercial vehicles. They move people from one place to other for a fee. typical you know people selling on the streets uh, these are plantain chips yeah chocolate you know we are the second world's leaders producers and exporters of cocoa so we produce chocolate also No, because there are no jobs, most of the youth involved in selling in the streets, and you can see on the video, carrying, most of them carry them on their heads, and then most of them move around when there are traffic. have a population size of about 23 million people and uh, our unemployment rate is about 80 percent yeah that's how the women carry things on their head and sell on the streets yeah that's a man from a farm yeah that's how we sell our food items we have rice beans these are garden eggs. She's gone for water. This, uh, this is the vicinity behind our administration block. And these are normal houses for people over there. Most of them live in compound houses, meaning you have your extended family with you in the same house. Maybe a little room with about six, seven people in yeah these are utensils cooking utensils early in the morning people do wash the women and that's a woman washing we don't have washing machines Ghanians are very neat. She is washing her dishes. 
everything is done outside. We don't cook indoors. We cook outside. We do everything outside and sleep inside. That is what is going on. Someone cooking kenke to sell. That's our. That's one of our local meals: kenke, fufu, and banku. Yeah. Uh, kenke is made up of uh, mashed corn, and we eat it with pepper, hot hot pepper, or stew. This is someone uh, uh, cooking fufu. Fufu is made up from cassava. Yeah. So people live in these houses. You know, there are no drainage system. This is our Mataeko church, our headquarters. That's the choir singing. So that's the Mataiko church. That's how the women carry their kids. Some put them at their backs. You see more pictures. That's how the women carry babies at their back in order to be able to carry something on the head. So maybe wants to sell something, yeah. That's our Accra Central Ladies Bible Study. And that's Miss Janice, Mrs. Janice Sheets. She was there last January. And they were having a Bible study and she visited. That's how they dress in white with white scarf. That's the women fellowship. So she had an interpreter 
who interpreted whatever she said to the people. That's their leader, the women's fellowship leader, Madame Lydia. That's our Cape Coast church. We, we actually have about 36 churches in Ghana with a population of 5,000 believers. And that's one of our church in Cape Coast in the central region. Ghana has 10 regions and uh, this is one of the regions, central region. We have Greater Accra, we have Western we have eastern we have northern we have upper west upper east ashanti region volta region and uh, brongahafo region these are the kids at sunday school this is our aoshi church with their pastor there And that's an interpreter. She, he, because we had visitors, he was preaching in English and the interpreter was interpreting in our local language. We have about 60 local languages, dialects in Ghana, and nine official ones which are taught in school with English as our second language. That's the school, Faith Evangelical Mission School. That's a teacher. The kids are ready for class. They line up, pray, and then march into their various, sing and march into their various classes. We currently have about 350 students and uh, hoping to double when school reopens in September. That's the school building, which is in progress. We are on the roofing at this moment. A very huge school. We have the, uh, the classes from the uh, lower primary, the kindergarten to uh, junior high school. 
we are hoping to continue on to the senior high school and then to a vocational school, a very huge school complex, which involves a lot. That's the school children having a band. You can see one of the teachers holding a switch. We are allowed to use the switch. This is our preschool class with children between the ages of between one and three. Yeah. Those are their classrooms. That's a new a new child in the school. So he was crying throughout the day. You know, this is a preschool class and we didn't have toys, nothing in the classroom for the children to play. So that day, Mrs. Sheets went out to town and bought some toys for the kids, which made them very happy. The school itself needs a lot to be completed, both financially and then materials for the school building, and then materials for the children, the learning. This is one of the classrooms. They don't have windows, so when it rains, they find it very difficult to stay in class. The classroom hasn't been plastered. This is the middle of the school. They use it as playing field. And all sorts of games are going on over there. Soccer. We have a game called Ampe. The girls play it. Yeah. You can see the road to the staircase over there with wooden rails. It is not yet completed, so we mostly don't allow the kids to go up. So as you can see, the school has a lot of work to be done on. It's playing. That is the building. A very huge complex. You know, someone's car got spoiled and was repairing it right in the middle of the road. <laughs> That's our clinic, the Faith Mission Clinic. That's the entrance. It is headed by Brother Prince. That's him standing there, him with some nurses. And then one of the nests taking blood pressure. 
that's Brother Rex. Most people know he's down with stroke, but he's okay now, very okay. That's our pharmacy. That's uh, our surgery room. We have minor surgeries. That's the recovery room after surgery. We do admissions too. That's our laboratory. And then these are glasses, eyeglasses we get from our brothers from Switzerland. And this is Brother Prince in his office. This is a highway travel. We were traveling to outside the main capital, to Cape Coast. And uh, a lot of traffic on the way. In fact, these are our malls, our shopping mall. You know, all sort of things are there. The umbrellas you see are are where the people under. They sit, the people sit under to sell whatever they have. And you can see the houses, the people living in the villages. The churches over there find it very difficult. These are houses made up of mud and then covered with straw. know most of the people in the villages are very poor they can't afford a three square meal so we find it very difficult with especially the Muslims around they have built schools and then have built hospitals and are offering them free to them so if you get all these things free and get food free you'll be driven towards that side this is a bush meat, one of the animals we use in cooking. And these are some business names in the areas. Christ Ambassador's phones. <laughs> we got all things are possible. You know, most Ghanaians believe in God, so they believe when they give uh, their businesses uh, God, uh, Biblical names or something. These are names on, written on our cars. This is Brother Rex bidding farewell to Brother Richard and Sister Jane when they visited. He's actually doing very fine. All he was saying is, we need your prayers and financial support and sometimes missionaries to come and help the work in Ghana. That is Brother Charles, my father. Uh, 
one of the elders of the church. He was bidding farewell at the airport. That's Brother Prince here. So you know they are all expressing their gratitude to you all for your support and everything and praying for you all the time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Brother Pete and Brother Prince for for helping us see that. And if we're interested in seeing more, please come to Campus Center 105 on Friday. Uh, Brother Vic and Elsie Slaughter were here earlier in the week. Uh, they had to leave, and so they left a list of a couple of their needs. You remember Brother Kobo Kong visited last year and uh, where they were, said they had a wonderful response from the Eastern Camp, and uh, they were very grateful for that. It was a great encouragement and blessing. Uh, further, they were asking for prayers and support for their evangelism projects, uh, for the reaching out uh, in the highlands there, and also to their one talk, the people that speak the same language that have migrated to the cities. Um, he also last year presented their project of building a um, Bible school, and uh, they're asking for help building the classrooms for that. The uh, sawmill that they're using always breaks down, and takes money to fix, and uh, as Sister Elsie has always uh, encouraged us, they've translated the Bible into uh, and written it down, but people need to learn how to read in order to be able to read the Bible in Engelhaneng, and so funds to help teach them to read, and they teach them to read using the Bible, so you'll accomplish both purposes there. Next slide, please. So we've seen a lot of uh, what uh, God's doing in our backyards and around the world, and uh, I think it's hopefully opens our minds to to uh, the purpose for which why why we're here. We're not here to simply uh, find uh, help for our own aches and pains. We're Christ's body. We have Christ's commission to to go into all the world and to reach souls that are going to eternity at the rate of thousands a minute. Um, so if you would like to learn more, we said we have more opportunity to learn about the work uh, in Ghana. These brothers have come all the way from Africa to share with us. So let's uh, make the effort to go the 100 feet to Campus 105 to find out more about it. Um, the, this is a spiritual battle. So the number one thing we need to do is to pray. Uh, we have an enemy. We uh, heard uh, how Muslims are making uh, inroads in um, in Africa and other places. This is a spiritual battle, and so we need to uh, pray for God's power to be manifest uh, to keep the leaders uh, solid, sound and to give them wisdom um, to resist the enemy. And uh, also, we are uh, blessed to have the opportunity to share. We may be thinking we're going through a recession that uh, our unemployment is creeping up to. I don't know. Is it eight nine percent? We just heard that it's eighty percent. In Ghana, and uh, the, the level of need, I think uh, the video is very effective in, in showing that. Uh, so let's uh, dig a little deeper. Maybe we can now identify with those who 
who have to worry about where their next meal is coming from. And uh, we have boxes in, in the back here, boxes in the, uh, near the lunchroom. Um, we're uh, specifically focusing on the three missions that we have here of Paraguay, CLM, and Ghana. Um, so please uh, try to make an effort to, uh, to s support them. Um, one technical note, uh, for, for Canadians, you know, please give to all the missions. If you give to the Ghana missions, give uh, directly as cash and so on. We can't go through the ACC and BC, unfortunately, because of Canadian rules. Um, but please give graciously, uh, generously to all. Uh, one, a few details that were, uh, I think Amy was a little tired this morning, as you noticed. Um, the point of the uh, contest between the boys and girls was to gather money to help our missionaries. So please uh, run those miles. Uh, there will be a, an entrance fee to get into that contest and to help out with that contest. And all that money is going to be going to sent to these missions that we have represented here. Uh, it, the, it will be by tomorrow. I, we're tentatively the Martin Chapel. We're still finalizing that. Uh, and so uh, is it uh, 3 o'clock or I think... Uh, so 3 o'clock tomorrow at the Martin Chapel. So please uh, uh, give, because that's one thing God has given us an opportunity to do. Um, and really, God wants to give us not just you know, the, the, what, what's left over, but uh, God's interested in giving our all and, and to really dedicate ourselves to that. And, and, and w one thing God may be calling some of us to do is to go and to... Uh, there's uh, lots of opportunities. We see some ways of getting involved uh, as a, in the work teams. The uh, work team just came back from Paraguay. Uh, there's lots of opportunities. We have work teams going two or three a year. Um, and to go for maybe a one-year commitment to go uh, indefinitely, to go help small churches. In fact, uh, once again, the University Commons is the building right down as you walk down the path from, uh, from the lunchroom. Um, and then there's this little theater-like entrance on the side where the, the little kids go uh, if you're interested in supporting small church outreach as well. So um, we can see the field is white unto harvest. Um, and uh, there's, there's a lot of needs out there that God is calling us to, to, to meet. So I encourage everyone to find ways to, to get involved and to, to be a part of God's great plan. Uh, maybe just to dismiss us, uh, let's bow our heads and have a word of prayer. <clears throat> Almighty God, we are very thankful that we've had this opportunity to come together and to, to retreat from the chaos of this world, the lies, the deceit, the distractions, to come around your word and to be renewed in strength. Father, we pray that as you would Send us out, even as you sent out Isaiah after he came face to face with you and you sent him out to his corrupt culture, a people of unclean lips, and you sent him with a message. And Father, we pray that each one of us would, would realize that we are a part of your great plan to, to redeem this entire planet, that you have died for all and there are so many who do not yet know who do not know there is hope, who do not know that, that the blood was shed for them, who do not know that they can have face the future with confidence and assurance 
because of the price that was paid. Father, what desperation, what fear, what uh, oppression of darkness we see. Lord, we pray that uh, the enemy would not win, but Lord, that we would revive and become alive and quicken to your spirit and be willing to, to find that there's room not only at the cross, but on the cross to die to our own selfishness and to really live for thee and for the purposes for which thou art sending us. Work in us powerfully. May Satan's forces uh, quiver at the attack of the church as we would launch and go out and be used by thee to advance the kingdom of light. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.